0: This is an audio version of a printed document, National Care Service Consultation – Summary of the Report on the Analysis of Consultation Responses Introduction The Scottish Government undertook a public consultation on its proposals for a National Care Service NCS, to achieve changes to the system of community health and social care in Scotland to ensure that it consistently delivers high quality care and support to every single person who needs it across Scotland, including better support for unpaid carers, and that care workers are respected and valued. The consultation is a key step towards introducing primary legislation, a bill, to the Scottish Parliament to achieve these changes. These proposed reforms represent one of the most significant pieces of public service reform to be proposed by the Scottish Government. The consultation was broad and wide-ranging, covering all aspects of a national care service including, but not limited to, access to care and support, breaks from caring, using data to support care, recourse and remedies to problems, residential care charges, commissioning of services, regulation of social care, and supporting the social work and social care workforce. It was open from 9 August 2021 and closed on 2 November 2021. The Scottish Government has pledged that, following the consultation, there will be further opportunities for people to shape and design the detail of how the reformed system will operate the respondents and the responses overall responses were received from 1291 respondents two thirds of responses 67% were made through the citizen space portal 862 and 500 were submitted by email Of the email responses, 407 were from organisations and 80 were from individuals, including responses in the Easy Read format. The total number of organisation email responses includes 71 written responses that were provided in addition to a consultation form response. These have been considered as one respondent for the purposes of tallying the overall total of 1,291. 703 individuals responded to the consultation and nearly all of these had experience of social care, particularly as people with family members receiving care, unpaid carers, frontline care workers, people involved in managing care services and current or former social workers. 575 organisations responded to the consultation and there was a good spread of these responses from different types of organisation such as organisations representing or supporting people accessing care, care workers and carers Care providers in the third and private sector Local authorities, health boards and integration authorities A small number of respondents did not identify themselves as individuals or organisations, which is why the numbers of each do not add up to the total number of respondents. It was clear from many of the organisational responses that they had undertaken surveys or other engagement activities to respond to the consultation and were therefore representing the views of a large number of people. All responses submitted were considered during the analysis process and for the purposes of this analysis, each response was treated as being equal. Comments on the consultation process The consultation process itself attracted many comments and the analysis of responses should be considered in light of these comments. Many respondents highlighted the length of the consultation questionnaire the relatively short space of time in which they could prepare a response at a time when the health and social care system was already under pressure because of the pandemic, the lack of detail around the proposals, and the nature of some of the questions which were thought to lead the respondent to a particular answer. Delays in providing easy-read versions of the consultation paper were also highlighted, and some respondents said that it had not been possible for everyone with an interest to engage in the consultation process. There was a view that there needed to be more consultation and engagement as the NCS was developed and more time for people to get involved. The report provides a qualitative summary of the main themes expressed in the consultation responses. We recommend that people also consult the individual consultation responses which have been published for further details. About the analysis All the numbers quoted in the report are based on an analysis of the responses to the closed questions in the consultation paper. This included an analysis of any differences in views between individuals and organisations and between different types of individuals and organisations who responded. There were also open questions in the consultation paper where people could write about their views. The answers to these questions were looked at to identify common themes coming through in the answers. All the responses that were received offline were read in full and mapped against the open ended questions where possible and then included in the analysis of the responses to each question. They were also scanned for themes using keyword searches. The Easy Read version covered all chapters of the consultation with different wording of questions to suit the purpose. However, the Easy Read version did not cover all the detailed topics in the larger consultation paper or provide a translation of all of the questions as this would have made the Easy Read version excessively long. Easy Read responses have therefore been included under the headings where those who answered had corresponding questions. Overview of Findings A summary of the main findings of this consultation analysis is provided under the headings below, following the structure of the consultation document. Improving Care for People benefits of the NCS taking responsibility for improvement across community and health services. A majority of respondents, both individuals and organisations, thought that the main benefit of a national care service taking responsibility for improvement across community health and care services would be more consistent outcomes for people accessing care and support across Scotland. This was followed by better coordination of work across different improvement organisations. Respondents tended to welcome the opportunity to create greater consistency across Scotland while offering more guidance for supported people and staff. Of the easy read responses received, the vast majority who responded to this question believed that a National Care Service taking responsibility for improvement will help make sure that good practice is shared across Scotland. Verbatim responses to this question tended to suggest that a NCS would Give greater consistency across Scotland Achieve greater efficiencies risks from the National Care Service taking responsibility for improvement across community and health services. Risks identified included the potential loss of the voice of supported people and of care workers, the impact on local services, understanding of local needs and local accountability, the variation of needs, especially where more rural and remote areas such as the islands are concerned, and staffing concerns with regards to retention and morale. Other areas of concern were around the potential for increased bureaucracy and disruption to those areas that currently work well and competing governance roles and structural barriers. The respondents to the Easy Read consultation also identified a number of risks including • Data security and information sharing • The risk of creating a top-heavy organisation One respondent to the Easy Read consultation also emphasised the importance of learning from other restructuring exercises such as Police Scotland, as have others in responses to other questions in this consultation exercise. Access to Care and Support This part of the consultation asked people how social care and support should be arranged and provided. The consultation received responses from between 627 and 647 respondents to Q3, which routes they would use to access care and support. Speaking to their GP or another health professional, A voluntary organisation, a national help desk or national online form were the options that were most likely to be used. Speaking to another public sector organisation or a drop-in centre were the least popular options. The majority also thought that a lead professional to coordinate care and support would be appropriate at an individual level. The easy read responses followed a broadly similar pattern, with almost all that responded to this question stating that they would contact their GP or another health professional. This was followed by a national helpline that could be contacted seven days a week, with just over half giving this response. Other responses when asked about routes available to those needing access to care or support indicated respondents tended to suggest that it was Difficult to know what was available to them other than their GP Important to consider accessibility for those more vulnerable users There were 43 easy read responses to this question There was a relatively even split across all three answer options with around 6 in 10 selecting a single professional who talks to them and then involves other people with a slightly smaller but similar proportion selecting support from local community or voluntary organisations. Free text responses to the Q5 Easy Read question Do you think the partnership way of working will improve access to care and support? Suggested that a single point of contact would be helpful and that the supported person should be at the centre of decision making. Support Planning Respondents were almost unanimous that they or their friends, families or unpaid carers should be involved in their support planning. Furthermore, a large majority agreed or strongly agreed that If I want to, I should be able to get support from a voluntary sector organisation or an organisation in my community to help me set out what I want as part of my support planning. There was also a majority in agreement with the statement that Decisions about the support I get should be focused on the outcomes I want to achieve to live a full life. 95% Q5C addressed whether the support planning process should differ depending on the level of support required. Around 650 people responded to these questions. The proportions of those who agreed or strongly agreed were as follows. I should get a light touch conversation if I need a little bit of support or a more detailed conversation with a qualified social worker if my support needs are more complex. 481 out of the 648 74%, that responded to this question. If I need a little bit of support, a light touch conversation could be done by someone in the community, such as a support worker or someone from a voluntary sector organization. 392 out of the 647, 61%, that responded to this question. However much support I need, the conversation should be the same. three hundred and seventy nine out of the six hundred and fifty two fifty eight per cent that responded to this question. These findings might suggest that respondents would welcome more tailored support depending on the complexity of their needs, as levels of agreement are highest in response to this statement but that they would also welcome consistency in the conversation. Respondents, both individuals and organisations, also expressed strong support for a single plan under the Getting It Right For Everyone National Practice Model GIRFE, alongside an integrated social care and health record. It was thought by many that these measures would streamline processes and make the system easier to navigate. Challenges were noted around the use of organisations, separate IT systems and data protection concerns. In general, there was a view that the process should be simplified in terms of interactions with different practitioners, data sharing and language. The Scottish Human Rights Commission SHRC, the Equality and Human Rights Commission (EHRC), and the People-led Policy Panel Inclusion Scotland all highlighted that the language of independent living, equality and human rights should be part of G.I.R.F.E. In the Easy Read responses, a large majority of respondents, 37 out of 47 respondents, 79%, suggested that their main priority for support planning, Q4, was a Focus on the things they want to live a full life This was followed by support focused on daily tasks to allow them to take care of themselves and live a full life, 27 out of 47 respondents, 57%. A similarly large majority, 29 out of 34 respondents, 85%, thought that a partnership way of working would improve access to care and support right to breaks from caring. Around two-thirds of respondents thought that there should be a universal right to a break from caring. A majority, 81%, of individuals and organisations valued personalised support over a more standardised support package. Around half thought that flexibility and responsiveness were more important than certainty of entitlement. Providing preventative support was the more important factor compared to meeting acute need for 363 out of the 591 61%, people who responded. There were a number of respondents to the Easy Read consultation who replied to the open ended question Do you think everyone should have the same support to take a break from caring? Should support be personalised to a person's needs or should it be a mix of both? Q6. There was a balance of views between preferring a personalised approach and a hybrid approach with the most common reason being that respite needs can be very different and that this should be taken into account. Using Data to Support Care a large majority of respondents agreed that there should be an integrated and accessible social care and health care record, and that information about an individual's health and care needs should be shared across the services that support them. There was support for legislation to ensure that care services and other parties provide information in line with common data standards. Concerns were raised by some in relation to data security and GDPR cybersecurity, and the implementation risks of large national IT systems. A majority of respondents who used the Easy Read format agreed that their information should be shared across the different services they use. 31 out of the 40, 78%, that responded to this question, Q7. When asked why, several stated that it would reduce the time and stress associated with resharing the same information with different service providers and ultimately improve care. Some, however, highlighted that not all information should be shared and that consent should be gained from the supported person. Complaints and putting things right There was relatively high support for a charter of rights and responsibilities and agreement that there should be a commissioner for social care. It was thought that a commissioner would give people accessing care and support a voice and provide assurance that complaints would be addressed properly, concerns related to fears of an additional layer of bureaucracy, and to structural issues such as independence. There was also very strong support for using a measure of experience as a key outcome measure. However, many respondents did understand and acknowledge that this is not the only metric when measuring experience. Those who disagreed believed that it was subjective and therefore hard to assess and quantify. Residential Care Charges opinion also tended to lean towards the view that residents in care homes should make some contribution to the costs, particularly in terms of food and rent, however there was less agreement that care home upkeep should be something for which contributions should be expected, such as cleaning, food preparation, transport, maintenance, furnishings and equipment there was also a majority views amongst both individuals and organisations that the current means-testing arrangements should be revised. In the Easy Read questions relating to fees and funding, the highest levels of agreement around resident contributions were Food 17 out of 36, 47% respondents Utilities, 13 out of 36 respondents, 36%. Leisure and Entertainment, 13 out of 36 respondents, 36%. Cleaning, 13 out of 36 respondents, 36%. A National Care Service Overall, 477 out of the 660 people, 72%, that responded to the question about the National Care Service, agreed that Scottish ministers should be accountable for the delivery of social care through a National Care Service. The main themes emerging from the responses to this question related to the need to avoid adding additional bureaucracy, maintaining local accountability, the role of local authorities and the challenges faced by rural and remote areas, including the islands. A range of other services were suggested for potential inclusion in ANCS, including aspects of housing, education and transport. There were mixed views on whether prisons or children's services should be included in the unprompted, open-ended responses to this question, but a majority, over 70%, were in agreement when these questions were addressed explicitly and quantitatively in the relevant section of the consultation, 72% for prisons and 76% for children's services. Other cross-cutting themes which emerged included the need for more detail on the proposals to inform the debate, the need for more detail about the costs of designing and implementing an NCS, transition risks and centralisation, the impact on local authority workforces, localism and local accountability, the needs of remote and rural areas, human rights and equality issues, the extent of the proposed NCS, the delivery of services under the NCS. Amongst the respondents who contributed via the Easy Read Questionnaire, there was a large majority who responded to this question, who agreed that the Scottish Government should be responsible for the delivery of social care Q10. There was a theme around consistency of delivery across Scotland and higher standards, removing the postcode lottery but also some concerns around political influence and the need for the local delivery of services. A similar proportion, 37 out of the 46, 80%, who responded to this question in the easy read format agreed that the need for local delivery of services should be through a national care service, Q11 the reasons given included standardisation across the country and centralised accountability. Scope of the National Care Service This section of the report considers respondents' views on the services that should fall under the remit of a national care service. Children's Services Overall, the majority, 76%, of respondents agreed that children's services should be included in a National Care Service, NCS. Three quarters of individuals who responded to this question, and a similar proportion of organizations, were in agreement. A majority of respondents agreed that this change had the potential to reduce complexity for people accessing care and support, and help smooth transitions for children and young people when they moved into adulthood, leading to a more joined-up approach for families. A number of key stakeholders, however, did express concerns about the proposals, with several suggesting that more evidence on the likely benefits of the proposals is required, including some of the local authorities. There were a number of risks identified here by individuals and organisations, including the potential loss of a local dimension to responding to need and the potential loss of the link to education. There were also concerns that more time was needed too for stakeholders to consider and discuss the implications of the change in detail and to look at the evidence community health services, around 70%, 380 out of the 544 respondents to this question, agreed that the proposed NCS and the Community Health and Social Care Boards CHSCBs, should commission, procure and manage community health care services The main reasons given in support of the proposals related to a more streamlined and consistent service and improved accessibility for service users. Reasons given by those who disagreed with the proposals included the availability of funding and perceptions of the existing relationships between health and social care. Responses also raised concerns about lack of funding for health and social care. The most frequently cited benefit of CHSCB's managing GP's contractual arrangements was • Better integration of health and social care. This was followed by • Improved multidisciplinary team working The most frequently cited risk was Unclear leadership and accountability requirements This was followed by Fragmentation of health services Social Work The most frequently cited benefit of social work planning, assessment, commissioning and accountability being located within the NCS was More consistent delivery of services This was followed by better outcomes for service users and their families. Risks identified included a loss of local understanding, the potential loss of accountability, and the risk that social work would be overshadowed by other services. Some respondents highlighted the risks that the likely disruption will pose to services and costs. Nursing A majority agreed with the proposed leadership role of executive nurse directors and that the NCS should have responsibility for overseeing and ensuring consistency of access to education and the professional development of social care nursing staff, standards of care and governance of nursing, with almost two-thirds in agreement. Those that agreed tended to say this would break down any stigma around care, provide fair access to training, create consistency in standards and promote equity across services. There was also strong agreement with the proposal that Executive Nurse Directors should have a role in the proposed Community Health and Social Care Boards. Justice Social Work Nearly two-thirds agreed that justice social work should be included within the remit of the NCS Sixty-two percent Reasons given included the need to keep all forms of social work together and the fact that offending behaviour is often linked to other care needs. Those who disagreed tended to say that the proposed NCS is too large and centralised, and that there is a need to reflect local requirements and the fact that Justice Social Work is specialised. The main benefit was thought to be more consistent delivery of Justice Social Work services, around half of respondents to the question on risks selected less efficient user of resources, worse outcomes for service users, poorer delivery of services and weaker leadership of justice social work. Several respondents highlighted the need for more detail on the proposals. The specific needs of island communities were also highlighted. Prisons A majority of respondents, 72%, also agreed that responsibility for social care services in prisons should be given to a national care service. Reasons given included better support for prisoners with mental health problems or learning disabilities, and smoother transitions at the point of release, amongst others. Reasons given by respondents disagreeing included the need for local approaches, the complexity of social care in prisons, and the risk that this complexity might delay the introduction of the NCS, the need for increased budgets and more staff, and the lack of evidence to support the changes. Alcohol and Drugs Partnerships a majority of respondents agreed that alcohol and drug partnerships had the benefits of providing greater coordination of alcohol and drug services and better outcomes for service users. Confused leadership and accountability was viewed as the main drawback of the partnerships as they were currently operating. Three quarters agreed that they should be integrated into the CHSCBs. Eight in ten agreed that residential rehabilitation services could be better delivered through national commissioning. When asked what other specialist alcohol and drug services could or should be delivered through national commissioning, question 50, suggestions included detox support, family support, education and prevention services and specialist services. Mental health services. Around three quarters of respondents agreed that mental health services should be incorporated into ANCS. The services involved would be Primary Mental Health Services, Child and Adolescent Mental Health Services, Community Mental Health Teams, Crisis Services, Mental Health Officers and Mental Health Link Workers. A wide range of other comments were received about levels of funding for mental health services, the need for better and more timely access to mental health support, recruitment and retention of staff and the need for better transitions from children's to adult mental health services. In response to the question on how best to link the mental health care elements into ANCS, suggestions included quicker referrals, the use of multidisciplinary teams, the importance of accountability at all levels and closer alignment and joint working between the NHS and the proposed National Care Service. Overall, nearly 7 in 10, 29 out of the 42, percent of Easy Read respondents agreed that all the areas listed should be in the scope of an NCS, Q12. There was a strong majority agreeing that all mental health services, Q13, should be in scope. The top two responses were primary mental health services and community mental health teams. 32 out of 39 respondents, 82% for both. National Social Work Agency There was a general agreement around the potential benefits of a national social work agency that were outlined in the consultation document, improving training and continuous professional development, supporting workforce planning and raising the status of social work. Two thirds agreed that the proposed agency should be part of a NCS. Around 80% thought the agency should have a leadership role in relation to social work improvement, social work education and a national framework for training and development. Most did not foresee any risks but those that did tended to comment on the potential for increased bureaucracy, the loss of local knowledge and risks about transition to the new system reformed integration joint boards community health and social care boards this section of the report considers the responses to the proposals to reform the existing integration joint boards ijbs into community health and social care boards chscbs governance model Around three quarters of the four hundred and thirty-five respondents to this question agreed that community health and social care boards (CHSCB) should be the sole model for local delivery of community health and social care in Scotland, with individuals seventy-seven percent and organisations seventy-three percent broadly similar in terms of levels of agreement. Benefits mentioned included greater standardisation across Scotland, as well as helping to improve equality of access to services, although some were concerned about the potential lack of local decision-making and that a one-size-fits-all approach would not work. The majority of respondents also agreed that CHSCBs should also be aligned to local authority boundaries. Membership of Community Health and Social Care Boards A range of roles were suggested as potential members of the boards, including people with lived experience and frontline workers. There was a view that their involvement should be meaningful and that they should not be included in a tokenistic way. In line with this, there was a strong majority in support of the proposal that all board members should have voting rights, 90% of individuals and 86% of organisations that answered this question. Community Health and Social Care Boards as Employers A large proportion, 78%, agreed that the boards should employ chief officers and their strategic planning staff directly. Other comments in relation to this question referenced the need to avoid unnecessary bureaucracy and for strong leadership. Of the respondents who used the Easy Read format, 25 out of the 42 60%, agreed that the community health and social care boards should cover the same areas as councils Q14. In relation to representation on the boards Q15. respondents to the Easy Read consultation suggested service users, people with lived experience, frontline staff and key workers, relatives of people in care homes, other practitioners. It was noted by several respondents that there needs to be a shift in power from the previous system and that these groups of people should be supported to help their participation. Commissioning of Services This section of the consultation addressed the ways in which the National Care Service can embed ethical principles at a local level to deliver support and solutions for better consistency of access, drive up quality and secure person-centredness. Structure of Standards and Processes A majority of respondents 347 out of the 420, 82% that responded to this question thought that a NCS should be responsible for developing a structure of standards and processes. A similar proportion agreed that a structure of standards and processes will help to provide services that support people to meet their individual outcomes. Some thought that local, as well as national considerations should be taken into account. Market Research and Analysis a smaller proportion but still a majority, agreed that a NCS should be responsible for research and analysis in the health and social care market and to share that information with other bodies to support ethical commissioning and the management of contracts to minimise the risks of supplier failure. Comments here related to the need for independent research and consideration of local circumstances. National commissioning and procurement processes. A majority also agreed, 279 out of the 369, 76%, that responded to this question that there will be direct benefits in moving the complex and specialist social care services such as care for people whose care needs are particularly complex and specialist, custodial settings including prison, residential care homes and care home contracts to national contracts managed by the NCS. Overall comments in relation to this question referenced themes such as The system is not currently working and is somewhat disjointed. People should get the same help wherever they are. There is a need to maintain local knowledge. There needs to be clarity about how the proposals will be resourced financially, including for third sector involvement. Regulation This section considers the regulation of services under the proposed NCS. It addresses the Core Principles for Regulation and Scrutiny, Strengthening Regulation and Scrutiny of Care Services, a Market Oversight Function, and Enhanced Powers for Regulating Care Workers, Strengthening Regulation and Scrutiny of Care Services. There was a general agreement with the 10 principles proposed for regulation and scrutiny, as set out below. 1. Make sure we support human rights based care. This has a positive impact on the quality of health and social care services. 2. Activity should be fair and targeted for those that need it. It should be based on research. 3. The NCS should seek to review, update and improve an organisation and across the care sector on a regular and ongoing basis. 4. There should be a strong link between the rules for the workforce and inspecting the services they work in. 5. Checking services should be done in partnership. 6. Checking services is important to make sure staff are qualified and skilled. 7. Checking services is key to making sure vulnerable people are safe. 8. We aim to reduce inequalities with an emphasis on people. 9. People should be involved in the development and delivery of checking services. 10. Checking services should take account of the law, Scottish Government policy, standards, and codes of practice. Several respondents noted that providers should not be overburdened with too much regulation or scrutiny, and that regulation should be proportionate. The Scottish Human Rights Commission and the Equality and Human Rights Commission suggested that there should be explicit reference to human rights legislation in the principles. Overall, comments related to the need for the principles to be clear and in plain English and to reflect the views of people with lived experience. There was also strong support for the proposals outlined for additional powers for the regulator in respect of condition notices, improvement notices, and cancellation of social care services. Three quarters of the Easy Read respondents, 33 out of the 43, 77%, who responded to the question, agreed with the list of principles, Q18. A majority of respondents to the Easy Read consultation agreed that the Care Inspectorate powers should be stronger – 26 out of 41 respondents, 63%, although a sizeable proportion had no preference – 12 out of 41 respondents, 29%. These respondents, those that agreed that powers should be stronger, thought that the inspectorate's powers should be exercised more frequently, especially in relation to repeat offenders Q nineteen, Market Oversight Function There was also strong support that the regulator should have a market oversight function, with 84% of individuals and 87% of organisations who responded to this question in agreement. Around 9 in 10 thought that this function should apply to all providers, not just large providers. Of the respondents to the Easy Read Questionnaire, 27 out of 38, 71%, agreed that the Care Inspectorate should have powers to better understand the care market. Q20. A few respondents stated that this would be important to ensure fair treatment for all. Others however questioned the premise based on the view that the regulator did not have sufficient understanding of the market to be able to provide an oversight role. Enhanced powers for regulating care workers and professional standards. There was support for the proposal that the regulator should have formal enforcement powers which enable them to inspect care providers as a whole, as well as specific social care services, with again 9 in 10 in agreement. A large majority of people agreed that the regulator's role would be improved by strengthening the codes of practice To compel employers to adhere and to implement sanctions resulting from fitness to practice hearings. There was a view that all workers in the care sector should be regulated, with social work assistance and personal assistance mentioned in particular. When respondents to the Easy Read consultation were asked what groups of care worker, should be considered to register with the Scottish Social Services Council, Q21. The general suggestion was that all care workers should be registered. Valuing people who work in social care. This section of the report considers the responses to proposals for a Fair Work Accreditation Scheme the development of an integrated workforce planning system, and the establishment of a national organisation for training and development within social care. The role of personal assistants and the support available to them are also addressed. Fair Work There was strong support for the concept of the Fair Work Accreditation Scheme amongst individuals and organisations alike there was a view that such a scheme would help underscore the value and importance of people who work in social care improved pay and conditions for people working in the care sector were also supported with 83% ranking improved pay and 79% ranking improved terms and conditions improvements to sick pay annual leave Maternity slash paternity pay, pensions and development slash learning time as factors that would make social care workers feel more valued in their role. Respondents highlighted, however, issues such as the need for parity of pay and terms and conditions across all sectors, including the private and third sectors, and between the NCS and NHS and the need for more investment in the workforce as a whole. The majority of respondents, 411 out of 473 respondents, 87%, were in agreement that a national forum should be established to advise the NCS on workforce priorities, terms and conditions, and collective bargaining, which would include workforce representation, employers, and community health and social care boards. It was suggested that a national forum is an opportunity to give employees a voice and would make the sector more attractive to recruits and increase engagement of staff. Nearly all of the respondents to the Easy Read questionnaire, 42 out of 43 respondents, 98% agreed that the NCS should take action to make pay, working conditions, and training and development for social care workers better. q 22 of the Easy Read Questionnaire. Comments related to this question suggested that care workers should be paid much more and be given better and more standardised training. There was also a recognition that staff needed to be valued more and that this would help recruitment. Workforce Planning The majority of respondents agreed that the NCS should set training and development requirements for the social care workforce. There was also support for a national approach to workforce planning. 341 out of the 453, 75% who responded to this question. Within the comments there were mixed views on the relative advantages and disadvantages of a national versus a local approach and people highlighted the need to take into account the requirements of rural and remote areas. Personal Assistance the majority of respondents agreed that all personal assistants should be required to register centrally in the future, three hundred and ninety-nine out of the four hundred and sixty-one, eighty-seven percent who responded to this question. There were a few concerns around registration relating to the nature of the workforce with some respondents highlighting the risk of undue bureaucracy and potential financial costs on low paid and perhaps unpaid workers. There was a high level of agreement in relation to the type of additional support which may be helpful to a personal assistant or someone considering employing one. The most helpful support overall was considered to be national minimum employment standards for the personal assistant employer, individuals 79%, organizations 81%, as well as recognition of the personal assistant profession as part of the social care workforce and for their voice to be part of any eventual national forum to advise the National Care Service on workforce priorities. Respondents to the Easy Read Q23 tended to agree that personal assistants should be required to register in one place. 29 out of the 42, percent that responded to this question, with a proportion 12 out of the 42 respondents, 29%, having no preference when asked about other support that might be helpful for personal assistance and people wanting to employ personal assistance, Q24, the top rated answer was a free national phone line about self-directed support advice, 28 out of 39 respondents, 72%, followed by ways to match employers with personal assistants who want work, jobs at different grades for personal assistants, and a recognition of personal assistants as part of the social care workforce, All selected by 26 out of 39 respondents, 67%. End of recording.